1: Welcome to Moments with Foo, I'm your host James Futorres, but well, you can call me Foo, hence the name of the podcast. Today, I have Shane Ammerman. Uh He is the leader of HCCI Protected Services, but I'm going to let him tell you more about that, but first, Shane, how are you?
0: I'm doing well, Foo. How are you doing
1: today? Doing well, you know, adjusting here still to Puerto Rico. This is my first podcast that I'm recording. Uh, actually, the first one online, because I did, I did one in, in person, and I'm thinking about doing more in person, hopefully I can have you in person when you come here one day, so.
0: <laughs> ah, we'd, we'd love to come out there. Let's see if we can bring the security to Puerto Rico someday.
1: Yes, and I definitely wanna wanna touch on, on, on those things, but let's kick it off with a quick introduction
0: about yourself and your company. My name's Shane, I'm the owner and founder of HCCI Professional Protective Services. I founded this company nearly five years ago in order to fundamentally change the security industry here in the United States. The sad thing is security is treated as an entry-level position. But the fact is, is protecting lives, people, assets, and places. That's not an entry-level job, Vu. It takes people with skill, dedication, and professionalism in order to keep those things safe. And so that's what HCCI is bringing to the field, an entirely different level of security. We're changing the expectation and and we're keeping people safe. I love
1: that, and and I've learned a lot uh, from you uh that that and i t- always tell people that you know if it's not armed security then that's not real security it's just theatrics it's just you know someone acting as a security person rather than actual security so i i really love that and i i being uh, sharing that spreading that throughout everybody that i that i have a conversation about security uh so so Let's, let's talk a little bit more more about that, right? Because uh, people don't really understand this and like, there's this, oh, guns are bad or guns are good and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, what, what do you have to say for just the general public or, or even, you know, business owners that wanted to protect a physical location
0: that is very valuable? What do you have to say about uh, armed security or not armed security or security in general? Well, my my stance on that is very black and white. Too, if you do not have armed security, you do not have arm. You don't have security at all. And the fact is, and I want everyone to think about this: if you see a person in a uniform that says security, and an emergency is happening, in your head, do you think that that person should be capable, or do you want that person to be capable of helping you in your emergency right now? If you say yes, you need to understand. A security person cannot stop a bad guy that is determined to cause harm or take lives without the equal and necessary force to do the same. It doesn't mean that we want our security professionals to have to kill people. Absolutely not. I hope that never has to happen. But if a bad guy is taking lives and they won't stop, the only way to end that is to take that bad guy's life. Yeah. And if your security professional doesn't, if your security professional doesn't have that training, and that capability, then you're still waiting minutes when seconds count. And every second that's wasted is another life lost. And unfortunately, we saw that in the St. Louis school shooting last October of 2022. You can't even get most schools to have one security guard. That school had seven, seven people. They saw that active shooter trying to get in that school before he ever took a single life, before he ever entered the walls of that school. They saw him, they saw the rifle, they saw the individual. And all they could do is wait on 911 to show up because every single security person at that school was unarmed. Seven, so people right? prioritized theatrics over lives.
1: Seven people that if they were armed, they would have definitely de-escalated that situation way easier and, and avoided a lot of stuff. And then it didn't happen because of that, right? So
0: But even more to uh, have that school had professionally trained, visibly armed and uniformed professionals. The chances are that bad guy never even would have selected the school to begin.
1: Yeah, you know that, and that that hurts. You know, thinking about those those things, and I know that that's why I support your mission so much because security is a is a, it's a big thing, especially on 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 a reality on a world where unfortunately, school shootings are regular now. Like they're like, oh, another one. Uh, like people don't even people are being almost desensitized about it because it just happens so often, which is pretty sad, and that's the case, uh, but it's a reality that we live. So I know that you, you recently been, been doing a push for, um, for, for exposing the vulnerabilities of our school, and you kind of mentioned a couple of things already. Uh, but, you know, for the audience, even when they're business owners, entrepreneurs, most of them, they have their kids in school, right? And, and this is something uh, for for this business owners, entrepreneurs to be able to use that, that their business, their voice into in, in change, causing change, right? So what are or those vulnerabilities that
0: you have identified that you are educating people on so so things can change? You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of those vulnerabilities, right? And, and I know we got to keep this short because you don't have a lot of time. Um, Let's talk about, let's talk about our own complacency and access control. Um, Our own complacency as parents, school administrators, and teachers is always a thought of it'll never happen here. But I'm going to tell you something through every single teacher that has, has seen that child's life lost before their eyes, every parent, that has had to bury their child from an active school shooting has all thought the same thing. It'll never happen here. The fact is, is if you think it'll never happen here and you don't take the precautions to prevent it, you're just willfully waiting for that threat to become a reality or not. And the fact is, if we don't take steps to prevent it, at some point, it's gonna happen closer to home or even at home. And my goal is to protect that and prevent that from happening to another parent. And so we have to take our own active steps to be part of the solution. And that's to understand uh, the real the real gravity of the situation and the solutions that we need. Um, Security in a school isn't just about the armed presence. It's about uh, access control. It's about hardening your facility to attack. And it's about uh, behavioral threat assessment and behavioral threat training, not just to the security professionals, but even the staff within a school and how to deal with these things and spot um, these while they're still a risk before they become a threat. Um, we recently teamed with a company, M6 Global Defense, which is a group of former and even some active secret service agents that are bringing that model uh, of the secret service protection to schools. And we teamed with them because we very much value the cooper- cooperative effect that they bring to the table to not just address physical armed security, but the facility hardening and in, in the training as well.
1: That is pretty exciting. Uh, uh, being able to to collaborate with uh secret service or former or even still active secret serving mem- members that's that's pretty cool and being able to bring that level of of expertise uh, to schools is definitely what it's needed because you know it, it, it we need to do something we need to do something that is drastic not something uh, that is shallow like putting someone to pretend to be security, right? <laughs> so. Right.
0: That, but there's that, even ways, there's uh-huh. even ways as parents, and this works for businesses too, I want businesses to listen up here. There's ways that we contribute to the complacency and the increased risk. And, and that's by not following security protocols and procedures. If if a procedure's in place, if we have a way to mitigate risk and yet we don't follow it, it's as good as having no plan at all. And And let's talk about that really quick, access control how many times in a business that has access control that you have to go through procedures to be let through a locked door or schools they all should have locked doors by this day and age how many times do we walk out of that building and innocently ignorantly and believing we're being helpful and kind hold a locked door open for somebody and allow them to enter the building without going through security protocols bounce this back to schools but it also works with businesses you know I've know Mr. Dave for the last 10 years. Our kids are in fifth grade together. Our Kids were born together. Dave is a great guy. Uh, we play poker every so often. I love Dave, I love Dave's family. And our kids are best friends They play on the soccer team together. And there's no way Dave would ever be the threat. And so you're walking out of the school one day and you hold the door open for Mr. Dave. He doesn't have to buzz in, right? He doesn't have to hit that buzzer and be asked who he is and why is he coming into the school? You just let him in. You let Dave straight into the school, but you don't know that last night There's a DB issue at Dave's house. They tried to hurt the kids or the wife and that there's an order of protection because Dave's a flight risk to take the kids out of the country or out of the state. And you innocently hold that door open and now that threat is in the school. We have to follow all security protocols and all security procedures at all times. Uh, As a a person that works in a business or at a school, you can't just use a rock to prop, prop open a door because you're uncomfortable or you're hot. You just opened a door into your school for a bad guy to enter. You just open the door into your business for a bad guy to enter. So our own complacency is adding to the problem. In many of the most active uh, shootings, not just schools, shootings, the bad guys have entered through a door that got propped open that never should have been opened to begin with. So how are we ignorantly contributing to allowing the bad guys to come into our facilities, whether it's our businesses, our corporations, our schools, our homes? That That's a big thing that people overlook is, is we're inviting it this is such a simple thing that, that that
1: people definitely overlook so thanks for for bringing that up because it's it's something that i think uh, most of us have done <laughs> so it, it is it is a good thing to to point that out are there any other actionable tips or advice that you have for people to to be able to be aware of, of certain things that they should be doing in in you know, how, how to how to make sure that they
0: got almost like have a checklist of things that are easy to do that that to avoid or, or to do for security purposes. You know, there's a lot of tips that can go into this and we could probably spend an hour on these kinds of tips, but become familiar with your facility security protocols and procedures, right? And follow them because bad guys look for holes to exploit. And if you're creating those holes, you're making it easier. They're looking for a way to get in. If, if that procedure is in place, follow it. All the way to even if it's your best friend in the world, because you don't know Homeland Security States, uh, I've been through six uh, of the Homeland Security FEMA counterterrorism and bombing prevention courses and certificated programs. And one of the biggest overlooked risks, they say in almost every situation is the insider. That's the people we already know. It's very seldomly going to be the random bad guy. It's normally going to be somebody that, that somehow is part of the inside. And so follow those security protocols and procedures. If you do not know those security protocols and procedures, then you need to engage with the proper leadership individuals to ask what those are. Learn what they are so that you uh, are familiar with them. You can be some part of the solutions for keeping your facility, your faculty, your teachers, your your, uh, coworkers, your business, your location safe. Uh, You need to be an active participant in that. This is something that takes every person to be a part of, right? Additionally, you need to know if your facility has emergency protocols for if somebody gets hurt. Uh, uh, In a lot of situations, what we're seeing happen is people are dying from preventable deaths. They're dying from bleeding loss. So your facility, your business, your schools, you need to be trained on stop the bleed protocols. And you need to have bleeding kits uh, throughout your school, in your classrooms, for yourself personally. Individual IFAC kits, it's individual first aid kit, it's called an IFAC. I have one of those, right? Because if you if you get hurt in a way that you're just gonna bleed out, but you can prevent that, uh, we're losing people to preventable deaths. So let's be a part of the solution. Uh, learn how you can do that. Learn how you can do it for yourself. And then ask your organizations to help get that kind of training and those physical resources into your hands so that if that threat becomes a reality, then we can uh, prevent people from dying that could be safe until the professionals get there. This is
1: something that is very important for for people to know, because those little things that can be the difference between life and death, because, you know, preventable death, like you said. So uh, it's something that in the military was something that, you know, we're, we're, we're thought a lot of having these things and how to use them, how to stop the bleeding and and definitely something that at this point, you know, and, and just in general, every workplace every populated area, school malls and like all these things they should have uh that very accessible and in and, and and have like the education be part of of the experience of like also like almost like getting into the all these different places so people get are, are aware of these things. I mean shootings in general are just happening way too often people need to need to definitely be be
0: aware of this so we can avoid as much as possible. So Thank you. People,
1: Thank
0: you for, or, well, people are always worried about the weapon being in whatever the facility or organization is, but here's the deal. Over 90% of shootings have happened in gun-free and unprotected zones. It's not good people having weapons is the issue. It's bad people. Bad people are never gonna follow the law, right? You can implement any law you want, but bad guys get around them, right? It's the same thing why sex trafficking is increasing. They're skirting laws why the trafficking of drugs is increasing. They're skirting laws. We have laws for all these things, Um, but if we don't enable ourselves to be our own protector, to be our own first responder, then we're idly waiting for those people to show up. And again, when, when seconds count, why are we waiting minutes? A proper armed professional can be a huge deterrent. Most of the time, they won't even have to use that because just being there in that uniform and with that equipment is gonna prevent the bad guy from wanting to Look at that facility or organization. Bad guys seek soft targets. Don't make yourself a soft target.
1: Yeah, that that it's uh it's almost like gone free zone. It's almost like inviting bad guys, right? It's 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 something that is like, well, look here, easy target, right? And, and that's something. That's a great point that you bring here is bad guys are going to look for holes uh, or they're going to look for ways that they're going to make it e- as easy as possible for them like something to exploit if they see that there's going to be uh, there's going to be security there then like well there's so many unsecured places why would i pick the hardest one right so don't be don't put yourself at the bottom where it's the easy target right the, the less security and less secure places because so that's low,
0: low hanging fruit for those people right so so it is. That, and as law enforcement is becoming harder and harder to staff, every city, almost every city across the US, has understaffed law enforcement jurisdictions. They can't even recruit. Nobody wants to do it right now. Um, protocols so, like so defund the police. Yeah, protocols like defund the police, you, that's not going to make you safer. That's actually increasing uh, the bad guy's ability to do harm. Um, emergency response rates are at an all time high. Um, it's gonna be really important for security and law enforcement integration and collaboration. It's crucial. When we're already there, uh, the cops, our law enforcement professionals can count on us to be a team member to keep our community safer. They have a very vital role, uh, but they can't, they're not a deterrent. They're not a proactive force. They're a responder. Uh, security is a proactive deterrent, a proactive force, and your immediate response if that threat becomes a reality. And then we team with our local law enforcement to keep our community safer. Together, we can make that happen. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, we
1: should definitely let the law enforcement to be uh, what they are—first responders. But but when it comes to being active and when it comes to be proactive, uh, it has to be down to to the the specific organizations and communities because Correct. we can't just rely on the government uh we shouldn't we should rely on us and then when the government comes in to help great right uh, that's a, it's a great thing but being able to neutralize something or at least diminish the impact or the negative impact uh, of of a situation like that is is extremely extremely important and um uh, you know there a lot of a lot of these things is like you know miseducation or uh, not being enforced enough with the requirements of like even the government and all that. So, um, how how does uh, HCCI can plug in into into the general uh, security issues, right? I I know that you are you're located in Denver, and uh, but are what are you doing in that community? And what think other things can are you offering to say education and other resources for people to learn and, and take action so they can start getting more secure.
0: Absolutely. There's a lot of resources we bring to the table and even more that we're developing uh, now ourselves and with our partners. Um, We're a self-defense instructor. Uh, Me and and some of the other people in our company, we're Krav Maga instructors with direct Israeli ties. Uh, We do Krav Maga private instruction. We're also a law enforcement, certified law enforcement defensive tactics instructor. So we're there to help our law enforcement get more routine and regular training as well Uh, We're we're certified uh, weapons instructors for the civilian base. We're working on getting our law enforcement certification as well. Um, So we can bring to the table multiple different forms of self-defense training and weapons training, both less lethal, non-lethal and lethal weapons all across the board, as well as uh, instruction for other security professionals and law enforcement communities. We also have awareness-based trainings, right? To teach you how to mitigate your risk by increasing your awareness. We also do facility assessments, so we can help you address those vulnerabilities in your locations now. So the the resources we're bringing to the table to, to train and educate the public are, are bountiful. We are also our Colorado's leading expert with the Jewish community. We, we specialize in that here in Colorado, and, and we're working on making that uh, go across the United States. We're actually in the process of expanding into Scottsdale, Arizona right now, and hopefully we'll be in Scottsdale, Arizona by 2024, early.
1: That is awesome. So anybody in that Denver area, right? Colorado area definitely can have the full hands-on training, hands-on security, everything. If you're Scottsdale and you're, um, you're in luck that is coming up uh, soon that way, uh, hopefully we can bring it out to Puerto Rico too. So we're gonna yes. be talking about that. And and uh and if anything, uh, I know that you put you put a lot of content, educational, in through like through your LinkedIn, your blog. So that's another another uh, resource for people to be able to, to get information from you and your team about uh, you know vulnerabilities, advice, what's happening and, and things like that.
0: Uh, it is second. and you can go to our website for that which is www.hccisecurity.com. You can look at all the services we offer, different kinds of trainings we offer as well as we do have a news an information section of multiple different articles that we have written in order to help the public better understand how to uh, become safer, what to look for in different security companies, um, and, and the way real way to do security.
1: I love that. I love that. And Joe, so, uh, I know you have a couple of different links, right? Like HCI protection, HCI security.com. So whatever you prefer, um, just XCI protection or CCI security in Google. They're both also. the same right? They're all like, they're both um, just, a, it's just a dif- different ways to get to the same website. So yeah, um, and uh, you know, you have a couple of podcasts out, you have a couple articles and things, so, and, and more to come. So um, I'll have the links in the description for people that want to connect uh and, and want to take uh matters into their own hands and, and take action towards schools, towards their businesses, towards just starting getting educated, and then maybe even use another Security, but then being able to have that education to make sure who to pick and all all, all that, I think that's a very important thing. So thank you for for coming here and I invited to to our audience. And I know um, this is something that is uh, very crucial. And I and I hope that this helps at least one person.
0: I hope so too. Fu. Thanks for the opportunity to speak to your community. And again, I look forward to coming out there to Puerto Rico. We actually have built a multi phase plan for how to bring security and training to Puerto Rico. So We'd like to work with you on that. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited
1: for that and, uh, uh, record a podcast in person. Uh, and that would be great. That would be great. Right. Like, um, I did one on a jacuzzi one day and it was, it was great. So,
0: um, maybe we can do something like that. <laughs> we should bring our mutual friend, Otis McGregor out there if we do that.
1: Oh, for sure. I know Otis and I, uh, we're, we're gonna do some cool stuff together, so. Definitely. We definitely should uh, invite him and get, bring, bring Jason too. I I, I, just like all get together, let's get the gang together. (laughs) There we go. That'll be one heck of a podcast. I have no doubt. We can make a panel out of it and make a, make it something cool. So that's coming. That's coming. So thanks again, Shane. Uh, It's always, it's always a pleasure to, meet with you. And uh, I know that we're going to create more content. We're going to do more push because this is something that is just needs to get out there. People need to understand that we need to do
0: better period. That's it. And Absolutely. we are our own best resource to do that. Fu. We can do that. All of us together. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Thank you. Thanks again, uh, Shane. So this was uh, Shane Ammerman and Foo. This is us signing off.
0: Thanks for listening to Moments with Foo with your host, Foo. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.